Oh, come on. Come on. It is the happiest of happy hour weeks. Yeah. It's a Christmas. It is. It's Donald Trump's very first indictment. Very first arrest. Oh, my God. How <sighs> many How many justice gasms did I have Where this were you? week? I stopped Where were counting. You? Where you were had you? 11T billion justice gasms. Oh, my God. You know who had one backed up since Nixon? Jill Weinbanks, who yep. joins us. She was yeah. owed. <laughs> Ex-presidential arrest, and we she got one this week. Yep. Uh, Jill won, and Ellie Mustall, can I just say, on fire. Yeah. On fire. Always on fire, but he was especially in Fuego today. Yes, in Fuego, exactly. Uh, it, it's a, just it's a good week for justice. It's a good week for accountability, and it is always 5 o'clock somewhere. Yep. Drink up. Get, get, get up in this. Oh, hey. There we Hi, are. Hi, Jill Weinbanks. Good, good morning. <laughs> good morning. I hope you can hear me this yes. time. Yes, we can. And I was saying, you you have been owed a presidential indictment for so long. <laughs> Congratulations. We had to have <laughs> you have on today. I have been waiting more than 50 years. What yes. can I say? <laughs> <laughs> we had to have you on today. Well, we were saying, it, you know, we've had this conversation a million times, but had they done the right thing with Nixon, it wouldn't have established this weird precedent that a president is above the law, right? Exactly. It, it was due and owing to Richard Nixon because the evidence was clear, the law was clear, he was guilty, there's no question about it, and it should have happened then. He got pardoned and that killed it, but now finally we are taking a step toward justice, and this is only one of at least, I think, four steps toward justice, Yeah, uh, and maybe more. Um, I would say definitely more because you have the Eugene Carroll case starting this month. Yeah. Yeah, which by the way is and, a is a civil trial, but it, it you know, you never know. This is what happens with Donald Trump. Where you know, is it always spins into something more because he normally commits more crimes <laughs> generally of it, obstruction, witness tampering. Were you um surprised that these are 34 felonies in the in the um, uh, Manhattan? I'm going to wait and see what they are. Yeah. Okay. I am very curious as to what the 34 felonies are. It's, uh, you know, I, I can see 11 checks. Uh, those are 11 felonies, possibly. And there's also conspiracy with David Pecker and something about, you know, Karen McDougal, a RICO count. Um, but I'm still not at 34. So I'm waiting to see. I, I would have thought that they would indict for some of the easy case misdemeanors and then also the felonies. And I say that because the misdemeanor is so clear. Right. And so why not go with an easy case that a jury could definitely agree on? And I, I know that everybody wants a felony, but this is still a classy felony. It's not the most severe felony. Uh, felony. It's an important case. Can you? Because. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, because if he hadn't gotten away with this crime, maybe it would have affected the original election yeah. and he wouldn't have been president. So it's important. And it's a crime. It needs to be, it needs to be uh, prosecuted just because it's a crime and he's not above the law. Yeah. Can you, you mentioned Karen McDougal. Can you t it, talk to us legally about, we keep handling the word conspiracy, that that's why there are more counts or they're more serious because it's not just Stormy Daniels, right? We've, we've heard it in Georgia that it's possibly a, a RICO case. So talk to us exactly. about what that means legally, conspiracy. Well, conspiracy is a more serious uh, felony. It has a, a longer jail term attached to it. The um, felony business records are only a four-year felony. So it is more serious in that regard. 
It also allows you to put in evidence of your conversations with co-conspirators, and that helps in terms of proving even the underlying offenses. So this seems to be one where he had a, a long-term agreement, and there may be many more women that we don't know about. Um, you know, we, we've heard the names Karen McDougal, and we've heard the name Stormy Daniels, um, who both make Donald Trump look pathetic because they look so much better than he does. Yeah. Um, and I think that there may be other women that we don't know about yet. So right. We'll, well have to, you know, in a few hours, we'll know. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you, Jill, explain this to us? I'm just reading of the coverage this morning, The, you know, why it was bumped up to Class E felonies. Um, it's on the grounds that the conduct was intended to conceal another underlying crime. So exactly. Yeah. Just explain that briefly. It's Well, if you make a mistake in your books and records and you record for a purpose, that's a misdemeanor. If you did that deliberately to conceal another crime or as part of committing another crime, that would be a felony. And so, for example, here where you put down that this was legal expenses, and that's a deductible expense. Do you save on your taxes? The crime of tax evasion would elevate that to a felony from just being a misdemeanor because it isn't just a record-keeping error. It is something much more. It was intended to help you do another crime. Right. Um, so we've already heard, again, I guess we'll find out, but that there isn't going to be, you know, a mugshot or fingerprinting or handcuffs. Um, but isn't that already, you know, giving him special treatment? Because, you know, as I understand it, the it reason is. they say for handcuffs is, if, you know, they're threatening the judge or the courtroom, which he's done right up until today, right? He's still threatening the, the prosecutor and uh, et cetera. So talk to us about that and, you know, just right out of well, the gate. Well, you're not muzzling him. Yeah. If you muzzle him, that would maybe stop him more than handcuffed. <laughs> I don't think he has ever physically threatened anyone. He has verbally threatened. Right. And he is surrounded by Secret Service agents yeah. at all times. I, I think the need for handcuffs is non-existent. I really do. I don't think he should not be fingerprinted. I think he will be fingerprinted. I don't understand why they aren't going to do a mugshot. I, I mean, yeah. that's part of the process of being processed before arraignment, and he should be. He's, he's no one special. He is a. I was going to say the, oppo- the opposing uh, argument would Jill be would just be that it's fun. Why not? Why can't we do it? It's just fun. <laughs> we deserve this. Well, it gives him so many choices. Does he smile? Does he grimace? How does he look? I mean, all of that. um, Well, how's the hair? It's no good, so it's not going to matter for the mugshot. But, um, you know, it's one of those things. But, yeah, I I think he deserves all of that. I don't don't see a need for handcuffs. That's unnecessary. There was talk that he wanted them. What are the chances for a gag gag order? Right, I'm so sorry. What what are the chances for a gag order? Gag order is tough. Um, I think that he's pushing the limit because he has threatened, the, well, attacked the judge. Mm-hmm. He's attacked the DA. He's posted a picture. I think that he may get a warning today and that if he violates that warning, there will be some restrictions put on him. It's really hard because of the First Amendment for a candidate for president. He any restrictions on him would be very, very serious in terms of the First Amendment. So I think there's going to have to be some serious evidence 
of his abusing his platform. And I, I the good, the good news about no gag order does it all the time. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the good news about no gag order is every time he talks, he seems to admit to more crimes. <laughs> if you're the opposing attorney, you're like, oh, good. Well, there's that. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. Can, I, I mean, he was outrageous on the Fox News interview. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, talking about the Presidential Records Act, he doesn't know what he's talking about. I know. It was insane. Well, it, the one, the thing I opened with um, before we lost you on the phone there is, what about Bill Barr? I we I you know I was saying that this to me I'll read it again about you know that he obviously told the uh, DA, the uh, Manhattan to stand down. Um, they falsely gave Vance the impression they were going after Trump themselves. Have no idea what Bill, Bill Barr's vile obstruction of justice isn't bigger news. Can can you answer that? Well, you know Bill Barr is way off track. He he also has said that if this wasn't Donald Trump, he would never be indicted for this crime. And that is just total nonsense. Of course he would be. Um, I, I, I can't imagine there are at least 20 cases for this kind of crime having been indicted in the last few years. So it isn't a question of if it weren't for Donald Trump, he wouldn't be indicted. In fact, if he weren't Donald Trump, he would have been indicted a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think that, you know, Bill Barr is just way off track. And you know, when he calls this an outrageous thing, it it certainly isn't. What was outrageous was his uh, changing the indictments for some of the other uh, candidates. But I guess my um, point is Nixon's so. AG went to prison. <laughs> why is why would yes, Bill Barr not yes. also be able to be charged with obstruction? Well, he, he he might be able to be charged with obstruction if it gets to that. But so far, uh, I I you know. His conduct is outrageous. I mean, for example, when he released the Mueller report, it was days after he had already said, no obstruction, no collusion, nothing here, folks. Hard to change that first impression. Outrageous that he got away with that. So I think that, in a way, that was obstruction, but not the kind that's going to get prosecuted. So, so far, he's skirting the line, but... Maybe he'll go over it. Um, I, I think maybe he's being careful yeah. and well, could get away with it. I love your tweet from Watergate to Trumpgate. Obstruction of justice and cover-ups always take center stage. Just quickly, because I know we're running long now, is the um, document case. I mean, this is some unbelievably explosive information, right, that they have video witnesses of, of you know, him going through the boxes personally, himself, um, obviously obstructing, lying to the FBI. Talk to us about that for a minute. Uh, it's the case gets stronger and stronger, at least as far as we understand. It was a pretty strong case to begin with. Uh, the mere possession is illegal. But then he's told by the FBI, you have these things, you have to return them. And he doesn't. He refuses. So that gets better. And then now you have video, it appears, and testimony that he actually moved boxes and he looked through them himself. And then there was the document by his lawyer at his direction, no doubt. I'm sure that's what Evan Corcoran testified to, that there had been a diligent search and there was no other documents. That's really clear obstruction. Yeah. And that'll be a really good case. So you have classified information that he shouldn't have had that endanger our country, and you have the obstruction about it. So I think it's really, that's a good case. Yeah. one that should be powerful, but so is Georgia. 
you know. Wow. Where yep. is she? I, I, I think that one has to be indicted before the end of April because oh. the grand jury sits oh. for two months. Oh. And so I think we have to, you know, just we'll have right. to wait and see. Jill. But I'm pretty sure it'll be before the grand jury expires. Wow. Um, I'm sorry I could not find a happy presidential indictment 50 years late card, but thank you for taking time <laughs> on a very busy historic day. Yes. <laughs> talk, to you, you. Yeah, talk to you on the is, next indictment. I mean, <laughs> talk to you in a couple weeks. Oh, God, I can't wait for that one. Those yeah. are going to be big. All right, thanks, Jill. Be thank safe. You. Sorry for the technical difficulties. No, no worries. Not, not, your, not fault. your fault. Not your fault. Be safe. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. I love that. Talk thanks. Bye-bye. Talk to you next indictment. <laughs> talk to you in a couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a couple days. Who knows? <laughs> the rate we're going. Hello! Merry Erasmus Week, Ellie Mistal. Stephanie, I mean, it's like they, they got this rich white man and they charged him with crimes. And I'm just so happy. Let me get the tiniest of violins for you. I'm sorry, Ellie. Let me. I wish I could hold you. I mean, yeah, I, I, I am not somber and sad. Right? No, they're, no. They're, neither. F that. It's. It's the high holy days, happy Ramadan, happy Passover, happy Easter. You know, I'm trying, look, I'm busy trying to keep, you know, hoping that these eggs make, you know, the religious indoctrination pass over my children. That's my focus. But I am in a, I am in a great mood. Uh, um, Look, there are some weaknesses with this indictment. There are some legal defenses that Trump has. I'm sure we'll talk about them. But the idea that we should be sad that this... You know, career criminal is finally facing the first, hopefully not the last, better not be the last, yeah. you know, charges in his entire criminal life. Nah, that does not make me sad. Yeah. Well, and you said that. You said if you think Bragg has a weak case, then Trump should beat it. And that should be your white mm-hmm. uh, your white, white wing talking point. As hey. you say. <laughs> Let the process play out. Our MAGA king will beat the rap. That's the rule of law take. Right. Yeah, like that's how that's how this is supposed to go. You don't have to you don't have to threaten the prosecutor's wife. Okay, you don't have to threaten the judge. You don't have to do all of these usual white wing authoritarian MAGA crap. You can just say there's been a charge. We believe our guy is innocent and we will see you in court. Trump has legit. And the thing that I don't like about the indictment is that as opposed to other indictments that I hope are coming. Yeah. Trump has some legitimate legal defenses here, right? A lot of times when we deal with Trump and the law, what we're talking about is that he'll say something, but it'll be like a wackadoodle crazy person um, argument that like only Alan Dershowitz and Jonathan Turley are like, yes, sir, can I have another, sir? <laughs> and by the way, I was never on Epstein's boat, sir. Like it's it's that only those lawyers um, will go for it, right? But here he's got a credible case i don't know that it's a winning case but it's credible and he could make that case while upholding and defending the idea that nobody is above the law but they won't do that they're they're acting like merely trying to prosecute him is some kind of miscarriage of justice that allows them to burn the whole thing down that's not how it's supposed to work in a nation of laws yeah well, I, you wrote a piece, Trump's indictment is a slap on the wrist, but accountability has to start somewhere. You say this isn't the case of our dreams, but Trump very likely committed these crimes. He should be prosecuted for them, mm-hmm. and other prosecutions should uh, should follow. Um, and you just said, you know, the spectacle that played out almost entirely behind closed doors, but was still carried on television news, like Trump was flying to the moon to be arraigned by uh, xenomorphs. <laughs> I just, Alien. I wonder how long before you got your first nerd reference. Alien. Very good. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, yeah, so to explain this part to us uh, legally, though, Ellie, you said it, it, the law does not require Bragg to state why he charged Trump with felonies instead of misdemeanors, so he didn't. But Bragg uh, appended a statement of facts to the indictments that maps out his theory of the larger underlying crimes. Bragg alleges an entire scheme that goes far beyond the hush money payment just to Stormy Daniels. That's the main thing we learned, right? That this is broader than just that. Well, yes and no, Stephanie. Like, what Bragg has to do is a bank shot. To make it go from a misdemeanor, look, criminal bookkeeping, falsifying business records, this is a ticky-tack charge. I think in my piece I called it, it's the speeding ticket of financial crimes, right? Like, it's it's what they get you for when they don't have, to, don't have anything else. Now, usually, falsifying business records is a misdemeanor. To make it a felony, you have to argue that he committed those falsifying of business records to cover up some larger crime. Bragg, in his statement of facts, is alleging that the larger crime is this big conspiracy with him, with David Pecker, with the National Enquirer, the catch and kill stuff, and all of that leads to a campaign finance contribution that Trump didn't want to log as of campaign finance contribution and tax evasion. That's the larger kind of felony crime that Bragg is using to elevate the falsifying of business records from a misdemeanor to a felony. Yeah. Now, the problem with that, as people will note, is that Bragg ain't charge him with conspiracy or campaign finance fraud or tax evasion. That's significant, right? Arguably, if Bragg had or felt like he could have sustained a charge on, that, on those calls, he would have, but he didn't. You'll also note, and we've talked a lot on this show about why we're in this state, but you'll note that the federal government, the Southern District of New York, the federal prosecutors, Merrick Garland's office, they have not charged Trump with conspiracy or campaign finance fraud or tax evasion. So that means Trump is going to be able to argue in court that you are saying that I covered up this larger felony but there is no larger felony, and we know there's no larger felony because other you know, offices have looked into this and determined not to charge me with any larger felonies, right? So, like, that's an argument. That, that's a credible yeah. legal argument that Trump can make, and we will see what the judge thinks about that and maybe ultimately what a jury thinks about that. Well, you know, I'm sure you've heard our friend Joy Reid make the point— you know, why does it fall to these two right now, looks like local black prosecutors? Why does this fall to Alvin Bragg and to uh, Fawny Willis? Uh, you know, that, that literally, she said the DOJ is to protect our federal elections. So I, I think you make a, that, that, that's the point, you know, you've been making for a long time is where is the DOJ? Look, Stephanie, as you well know, Merrick Garland, don't take my calls. <laughs> <laughs> I would like Merrick Garland to answer my questions, but he won't return my phone call. Shocking. Somebody needs to ask Merrick Garland, and hopefully before he writes his book, why his office has not charged Trump with these with these crimes. We know that the federal investigators in SDNY have the evidence against Donald Trump for these crimes. We know that because you know, I'm old enough to remember when Michael Cohen went to jail, right. federal jail. Yeah. Michael Cohen was not prosecuted by the Manhattan DA's office. Michael Cohen was prosecuted by federal prosecutors in the Southern District of New York. So they had the they had they have the evidence that Michael of what Michael Cohen did and who Michael Cohen says instructed him to do that. 
Now, Cy Vance is on TV, so the former Manhattan DA, the one before Bragg, yep. he's been going on TV, and I don't, just full disclosure, I don't trust Cy Vance as far as I can throw him, and I don't have the upper body strength that I did in my youth, right? So I, <laughs> I, <laughs> but Cy Vance is running around saying that he was told directly to stand down right. by federal prosecutors um, instead of charging Trump on these crimes earlier, right? So again, why haven't the federal prosecutors, Damian Williams, the current USAO for SDNY, why haven't federal prosecutors charged them? You want to say that under Bill Barr, Bill Barr just wouldn't let them? Okay. Okay. But then what's Merrick Garland's excuse? Merrick Garland has been in charge since March of 2021. Why weren't there charges waiting for Trump on the Ides of March 2021? And Merrick yeah. Garland hasn't answered that question. And I don't think he ever will. I, just making that point while you're using your Afro pick is making is giving me life this morning. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and here's the the next thing is that you know I try to I get all whipped up too and you know impatient and then I look at you know the the, the Pence story and the the uh, story about the documents case that it feel, appeals like it's I don't know. I mean, I know Ty Cobb said he thinks the document case he's going to be indicted within 60 days. So are you feeling any hope around the DOJ, any of the DOJ cases? I mean, Stephanie, have you ever been dumped before? Yeah. Yes. 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 Right. Have your heart broken. Right? Yes. Um, that's where I'm at. Right. Like I've, I've been I've been betrayed by Robert Mueller. I've been betrayed by Merrick Garland. Now Jack Smith is like the new girl who's just like, hi, Ellie, do you want to come over for coffee? And I'm like, no, Jack, I have blessed you. Leave me alone. I'm not ready to love again, Jack. You know, I'm still like in my, you know, black clothes with the mascara. And Jack's like, have some ice cream. No, Jack, I can't. I can't trust you, man. <laughs> You're a delight. Jack, Jack Smith is doing what one would do if one was serious yes. about getting these guys. I just don't know that I can trust Jack Smith again yes. because I've tried too many white men in business suits before <laughs> who looked like they were doing all the things they were supposed to do and in fact were not, right? So, yeah. so, so yes, I do think, look, I'm on record, Stephanie, that I do think Jack will indict Trump for something just to justify Jack Smith's existence. Yeah. But how serious that charge is, and, and more to the point, and I've made this point before, the timing of it all right now gets to be very difficult, right? Because we're yeah. already in a situation where, I mean, look at the New York case, right? The next court date for the New York case is December 4th. Yeah. December. We're in a situation where he has been charged and he will not have to go to court again until December 4th, right on the precipice of the primaries. If Jack Smith charges Trump in 30 days, in 60 days, in 90 days, how long do we get from those charges to an actual trial? Yep. Well, we're right into the middle of the primary season at that point. Yeah. And remember, the entire Trump legal strategy is not really to defend himself from these charges because he's not innocent, right? And not that's not the goal the goal is always to delay so that he can get into power again and then you basically yeah. use the power of the presidency to escape accountability yeah. one more time well, it's basically the julius caesar strategy yeah. of like trying to never leave office so he can never be sued by cato the younger like it's the right. it's yeah. the same thing but 
Trump is dumber, but, so it looked like so, so we don't know it, if it's going it to work goes, as well. It goes to your point about the first white man that broke your heart, Bob Mueller. Is that <laughs> it is? But I mean, this this you know porn star payoff was in the Mueller report, so you know this is all magically full circle in a way that Bill Barr you know C blocked that. Obviously. Yeah. And, you know, I still to this day don't understand why he can't be charged with obstruction like Nixon's attorney general was. I mean, I, I, yeah, go ahead. Questions for the current attorney general, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, like at some point, Mar Merrick Garland has to answer for what for, for what he didn't do, because we are already at the point where his lack of doing things, again, squishes the timeline to the point where it's unlikely that Trump will be brought to trial before he is the Republican nominee for office. And I will say, and look, I, nobody's above the law, and I don't think this politics stuff should matter that much, but even for me, as a person who desperately wants to see justice done, it is hard for me to see how you try and potentially convict and jail a major party candidate during the election. Yeah, Like, that's just... That, that's a lot, you know, and we're put in the situation where we might have to do that. We may have to do yeah. the most because of Merrick Garland's, Garland's failures up to this point. And so I just don't think I just don't know that that's going to happen. And shout out to the media. You said Peter Baker actually ran. The Trump was indicted here. Here's that why that's bad for Biden's story. What a time to be alive. Yeah. man. <laughs> I called out Peter. So, you know, just to, to, to let your, your listeners in, you know, a little how the sausage gets made. Yeah, you, know, you, you, you don't write the Trump indictment story two hours after the indictment, right? right. You, you kind of have that. You, you pre-write those stories, right? It's kind of like if you ever remember the old Saturday Night Live, Gerald Ford died in a plane crash. Like, you just have all these, like, B-roll clips of, like, Donald Trump was indicted for yeah. tax evasion. Donald Trump was indicted for killing his dog. Like, you have all those stories kind of in the can. So in my pre-write for the indictment story, I called out what Peter Baker would eventually write because it's so obvious how the media tries to carry water for this man. Like at, at some point, yeah. the New York Times, Peter Baker, Maggie Haberman, you know, Van Jones, they gotta figure out why they are so enthralled to authoritarians, right? Yeah. I said, you know, Van Jones, I've called Van Jones the Tim Scott of Maggie Habermans, right? Like he, <laughs> he is so desperate to like be invited to the Trump bar mitzvah that he will literally go on TV yeah, yeah. and cry. Oh, I just, it's just, it's just a grandpa that's being incarcerated today. No, Van, he ain't even being incarcerated. And please, Please, have Trump take the Pepsi challenge. I promise you, he cannot name all of his grandkids. Exactly. I promise you that. Quickly, not that Van Jones leads directly to the Clarence Thomas story, but my point is, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, just real quick, because we're long as usual with you, because uh, recent 6,433, Clarence Thomas should never have been and should not be on the Supreme Court, right? This latest conflict of interest, <laughs> accepting gifts. Gifts, vacations, and whatever. And remember, the the critical thing here is not that he just accepted these 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 bribes, essentially. Yeah. Is that he didn't disclose them on his financial forms? Right. right. You know, if if I've I've written if Sonia Sotomayor got a bottle of nail polish from L'Oreal, she would have to disclose it on her financial forms. And if she didn't, Jim Jordan would have her impeached. Yep. Yep. So of course, Clarence Thomas should be held accountable for his failure to disclose. Now, I don't I don't think that these people are buying Clarence Thomas's vote. I think Clarence Thomas is actually that crazy 
and like would vote this way regardless of how much money he's making off of it. But the fact that he didn't disclose this is the definition of public corruption, and so he should be impeached. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Ellie Mistal, you are the st- I just I don't you're the stuff that dreams are made of. I love you. See you next indictment. Bye bye. All right.